There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, with PJ Coogan. I was just saying there to KC as we were changing the studio at nine. I saw something this morning, lads, which made me very, very happy. I'm a simple man of simple pleasures and simple things make me very happy. I'll tell you what it was in a minute. Just the simplest of things on this nice, clear Thursday morning. I'll tell you what it was in a little while, but it, I got a big, broad smile over my stupid face as I was driving into work this morning. Good morning to you. 0818 96 96 96 is the number. Coming back in just a sec to the Tommy Tiernan, Emer O'Neill story, which we, we threw open to the floor yesterday because it's one that was just refusing to go away. And we said we'd see what listeners think. God, you come back to us in your droves with your with your views on it. And just before I go to Carol, Carol, you'll be up first, just a sec with that. Um, I don't know if you agree with this survey. It's come out this morning. It's a very respected survey. They've been doing it for years. The Credit Unions of Ireland do a thing called the Consumer Sentiment Index. And they take a number of different measurements, they calculate them, and they come up with a number. And that's the rating of, of how we feel, how consumers feel about the economy and about how things are going. They've just published their figures for January and they say that based on this, most people seem to think the worst is over in terms of the cost of living crisis. It's a strange finding. Now, the still sentiment is quite low. I'll give you the numbers in a bit more detail later and look into it. But I want to throw this one out this morning. What, What do you think? Do you think... As we sit here on the 26th of January, 2023, I had a gas bill landed on me last week for 600 notes. I don't know what's going to be in the next electricity bill. Do you think the worst is over in terms of the economy and the cost of living? Because one of the most respected surveys 
uh, one that's gone around for many years and, and it's done in a very careful and calculated way by the credit union movement is they reckon that the worst is over. A lot of people think the worst might be over. Your thoughts, very welcome in any way you want to make them. 083 396 96 96 to WhatsApp and of course you can voice note on that. But let's go back to, to Tommy and Emer because like I said, we held off on this for a little while, but it just won't go away. And just to recap, again, the timeline. Um, it's a show that, it's a gag that's been in Tommy's show for a while. It's the gag about taxi drivers. You've probably read it or seen it at this stage. I don't intend to repeat it anymore. If you want me to, I will, but ask me. I won't do it off the top of my head. Emer O'Neill was at the Vicar Street show, Tommy's Vicar Street show, and took offence, the RTE presenter and children's book writer. She left the concert. She went to social media. That caused a reaction, as it would. Tommy got in touch with her initially by email. They then had a conversation on the phone, which she says was nearly an hour long. Tommy personally apologised to her during that phone call. She couldn't say enough about him. She couldn't be nicer about him, actually. Uh, talking about that that phone call he has removed the gag from his set he has also at other shows addressed the matter uh, as part of his show I haven't seen the show since so I don't know what he's been saying we thought that might be the end of it but it's a story that just won't go away there's a terrible amount of trolling going on against Emer and against other um, people who call her in Ireland like Denise Tyler and Emma Dabry, uh, they're getting an awful time, and, and that's appalling. That should simply not be happening. Emer then went on the Clareborn radio show talking about the phone call they'd had. And in the middle of that, she seemed to be asking for a public apology. Now, I don't know whether that's exactly what she was said. I listened back to the interview. I don't think she really kind of asked for that. But look, there's a huge reaction. It, it's certainly has hit a nerve with the public and raised questions about whether we are a bit more racist than we'd like to think we are. And also, what is acceptable in comedy and what is not? Uh, in Tommy's show, if you've ever seen any of his shows, nothing's spared. Nobody is spared in, in Tommy's comedy. And I personally, I'm a fan. I've seen him three or four times. I love the guy. I'm going in the summer again when he comes to the marquee. I just love what he does. But that's me. And I love the way he does it. But, Carol, you wanted to start off this conversation this morning. Like, you're following the story. What do you think? Morning. Um, hi, TJ. How are you? Um, yeah, I I did see the story and I reached out to Emer when it did happen yeah, because I suppose comedy can affect all different people in different ways and comedy can be um you know divided into different genres and my brother used to always say about Tommy and I don't know how you would feel about me seeing saying this that there's a certain niche that would go to see him so if I was to define Tommy's type of character I would find a very crude comedy so I would you know being a person with a disability that's very physically seeing it would be a kind of show that I've avoided at all costs for that specific reason it's not a comedy that I would be into or agree with myself and yeah. it's not like I've never been 
to a comedy show and I remember being on the show um, with Tommy. Being yeah, I was going to get him. to that. You were a guest on yeah. Tommy's talk show, so you got to yeah. probably ch- a chance to, to meet him properly, which very few of us do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that I don't like Tommy as a person. I just don't like the way his comedy shows go, you know, even when he was telling jokes on the adverts when I was up at the Tommy tearing in show because he doesn't know who's coming out I wasn't amused at, at what he was saying to the crowd before okay. I personally came out because they're fixing the stage that the audience you know the audience on like at home don't see you know and he made a comment before I came publicly out to be interviewed by him you know yeah. and I suppose it, 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 it's harsh you know and you see this this is a deeper story than people realise it's not like Emer went to a show and didn't like a comment that was said. Uh, you know, people might see it this way. It's a deeper hurt that she's been living with since probably she was a kid. Yeah. Because, because, like myself... It's a 10-second line, Carol, in a 90-minute show. Yeah, you yeah. Know. But you see, PJ, just imagine you're a child and you don't fit into society, what I call society norms. So you've been conditioned to believe that remarks like that are said to you and everybody else to intentionally hurt you since you've been a child. And that scars you. And I've said, Tommy even noticed that within myself. You know, it scars you growing up. Mm. And, you know, um, Tommy has a high profile. So if you're at a show and you're laughing, you know, you're saying, oh, well, if Tommy Tiernan has the right to say it, then I can take them liners out of the show and I have a right to use them in society and do you believe that is wrong and I question Tommy like for me what how do you define a good comedian is it one that can take the mickey out of themselves mm. or one that has to scour the audience and pick on people you know and pick on incidences that you know people can't change you know um like and we have we have all buttons that can be pushed you know all yeah issues that maybe we grew up with and like even like you know everyone's family is affected by something so for me like it's dwarfism so if you're going to say derogatory term at a show that affects me and I know is bad I'm not going to react well to it you know um it would be the same if he did a remark at a show that reflected some of your family members you know you're it's going to sting you worse than a bee because you know like there are aspects that people can't change Mm. if you're going to slag my clothes you know there's a difference between slagging and mocking and I can take that because maybe I I bad taste and I can change that taste but when it comes to color or skin or physical these are elements of people's life that they have been singled out about all their life and their aspects that um you can't change. And I asked Tommy that, like, if you knew as a comedian that you are hurting people's feelings so emotional, you're digging into their trauma, how can you be happy about doing that? How can you sleep at night? And my question, like, if I was back with Tommy, and I did ask him that, because when I was trying to change his opinions to using derogatory terms, I asked him, you know, uh, I'm a daughter, a sister, a friend, an aunt, you know, it not only affects me, but it affects a wider circle. 
how would he feel if it was his grandchild? Because he had a new grandchild at the time. Mm. If Tommy had a mixed race grandchild, would he still make them jokes? If he had a child with a disability, would you still make them jokes? Would it change your perception? Because sometimes you can't see it unless until it knocks on your own door. We all like it's human. It's human nature. Sometimes we all laugh at something. But when it's that personal, like you like Tommy is a comedian. He can pull a face expression that you're going to laugh at him anyway. He doesn't need all these things, you know, because he is funny. He's an amazing actor. And he doesn't need all this. And the, the one I thing I would say about him, Carol, is if, as, an, as, a, as an observer of his comedy, and I've seen him, as I said, three or four times and watched him on yeah. video countless times, nothing yeah. is spared. He spares nobody. Is that maybe something he should rethink? Maybe. Like, w- would it bother you? Would it bother you? Like, if he was... Like you have a family member that yeah. is affected. Yeah. Yeah. With disability. If he yeah. made a, a stint about that at a show, would it bother you? Can I be very honest with you, Carol? Yeah. So in wait, wait, there's parents like me are in yeah. chat groups, WhatsApp groups, and particularly the mummies, they meet a lot and there would be a group of mummies that we know. If you yeah, sat yeah. as a fly on the wall their coffee meetings you'd go God almighty that's horrible the black humour is incredible so I'm not sure how I'd react if I heard a joke that Tommy I'm not I don't know how I'd react do you know what I mean but Um, what if you had your son with you and you saw his face drop in a horror would that affect you yes yes it would yes it would yeah 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 Yes, it yeah. would. I, I have to say that it would. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's had to live with the experience. Emer has had to live with the experience. I've had to live, and it's not like that will end. Yeah. That will continue for as long as we let it. And I suppose as Emer's an advocate, I'd be an advocate. We're trying to change the world for future generations, so that they don't have to experience the bigotry, the singling out, the mocking that we've had to live with all our lives. And, you know, you know, uh, you know, I said to Tommy, sometimes you need to think before you speak. And is it about making an audience laugh, getting a few more likes? And then you have all the trolls coming in, you know, and you'd probably get loads of them. Well, you said put them into a separate category, Carol. I put them into a separate category. uh, Tommy's a professional comedian. And, and he writes his show yeah. and he rehearses his show to the very last word. Trolls are just, they're just scuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trolls well, are just scuts. Now, maybe what's I, happened is feeding trolls and that's totally wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard. And that's why the story lingers on because the trolls keep jumping in and they keep, you know, and then it goes to society like... You could be walking around and they're like, oh, that's the one, you know, it's it's it it all kind of escalates from one situation. And, you know, it was lovely to hear Tommy apologize. You know, when I was trying to change his mind, he came into the green room as well, because you are getting him to think. But my question was, will he learn from this situation? I don't know. It's not the first situation that he's been pulled on. No, it's not. You know, and no, it's not. I yeah. remember a previous one, though. I remember a previous one when yeah. he was making a joke 
about a certain... It was about a certain disability, which yeah, I won't yeah, mention, yeah. you'll know. And I was listening to a phone-in about it, Carol. And at the very yeah. end of that phone-in, somebody called the show who has that disability and said, hang on a minute, I thought it was one of the funniest things I ever heard. Yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. You, you, and you can't kind of, and you're right. You know, there's something that would hurt you if Tommy yeah. used it in his something hurt Emer in in, in yeah. his his content. But everybody, everybody, Carol has something that will hurt them. Exactly, and then, like I said, you can't, to Tommy, so you can't legislate for that. Yeah, exactly. And I said for me personally, and I know you're a fan. I wouldn't go to his comedy show. He said he would reach out to me when he was in Cork uh, because he wanted me to come and, I suppose, change that experience for me. I've been to Des Bishop a lot of times and I love his shows. And I said that to Tommy as well, you know. Des because, doesn't spare the horses though, Carol. But he's taken the mickey out of himself. And yeah. Well, at the shows I've been at, you know, it's taken the mickey out of himself and you're sitting there saying, I can relate to that scenario. There's a difference when you're mocking yourself, but when you're picking certain people and categories. Does yeah. that make sense? Have you ever been to see Darrell O'Brien? Um, no. Have you seen what he does with his front row? What? Have you seen what he does with his front row? No. no the entire no, no. front row become part of Darrell O'Brien's act. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was asked, was he in Cork last year? I was he asked was. to go to his show. He was, he was. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. I, I refuse, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, like you said, um, everyone has issues and it's up to yourself. It's, you have a choice whether you want to go. Emer said she went blindsided. She didn't know anything about him. Yeah. For me, I'd rather spend my money going to the crowd as you would know yeah. that. And I said that openly to Tommy. He knows that. But that doesn't mean that I don't like him I as know. a person because watching him acting, I, I love the He's a fabulous actor. You know? Do you know what I forgot to do, Caroline? That's because you and me are, 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 are pals. I forgot yeah. to tell people why... Um, why why you in particular have a comment on this and of course this is your own you were a guest on Tommy's show um, I was yeah, yeah you, you're, a, you're also you, you are you're a little person a person of restricted growth correct? yeah and you know we talked about this loads of times I've been subject to societal abuse since I was four three or four years of age you know it, it, it's not like and like I said it stings worse than a bee and when I was on a lot like when I did that um, interview with Tommy, it was actually an hour's long, you know, yeah. and, you know, I'm a talker and I was one of the longest interviews he he did. Besides Roy Keane, I think Roy Keane's after stealing that spot now on me. <laughs> but um, I did challenge him on questions like that, but they were just edited out, you know, because they picked what they felt the show needed, you know. And yeah, yeah because I, you know, it's not me. You know, my job now, I, you know, I still get agitated and I still get a comments like that. But it's for me to educate you. So I try to make you see it from a different perspective. And that's why I wanted to come on this morning. There's always a deeper story, you know, um, it's, yeah. it's not like someone's been dramatic or, you know, it was just the comment that was said and you have to get over it. But like I said, as I was said to Emer, your researcher yesterday, um, it sometimes stings worse than a bee, you yeah. know, and it's like someone's putting a dagger in your heart. And like sometimes you think we're in 2023 now. We should have we should be learning from something instead of, you know, one of my biggest icons is Michael Jordan. And 
he said, um, I realise that I'm black, but I don't have to be constantly reminded of it. And sometimes you feel with these shows, you're being constantly reminded, constantly singled out. And that's not easy for the person that's the butt of the joke or the person that the spotlight is on. You know, it's great for the person telling the joke, but for the receiver, it can be crucifying and it can draw up memories and torture that have lasted a lifetime and won't end, you know? And Tommy said, like, stuff like that he doesn't think will ever be eradicated out of comedy. And that's hard to hear. But then if that's the case, the people that, like myself, just won't go to shows like that. I'd rather... Why would I go to a show to be upset? You know, I'd rather spend my time, you know, living it up in... For me, it's music, you know yeah. that. Or going, going to your 20 concerts a year, minimum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carol, listen, yeah, always yeah. good to talk to you, girl. I'll see you, I'll see you at some stage uh, in, in the near future. That's that's Carol Rice. Uh, and that's, made, that's her point. Look, Tommy doesn't deliberately go out of his way to hurt someone. But then she says, well, it, it does hurt me, and it did hurt Emer, and it could hurt other people. And when she challenged him on it, and Emer challenged him on it, and he rang her, and they talked, and... He took it out of his act and, and all of that. 0818969696, just quickly on traffic. Tom? One single car crash, and we're, we're on Malibu Hill for half an hour, just sitting there, not going anywhere. Three fire engines for one car to block the whole road. Oh, God. Traffic bad out there this morning. We stay with this one. There's a big reaction to the Tommy Tiernan, Eamon O'Neill story. Back to it next. Cork loves the arts. We do too. That's why we bring you the Arts House. Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM. Hi, it's Elmarie. Join myself and Connor every Sunday morning to find out what's happening in the arts all over Cork. There's so much happening. Fantastic festivals with great events for all ages. And we'll tell you all about them. The Arts House. Sunday mornings, 8 to 10. With Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes. The great taste of home. Cork. 96 FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96 FM. Yeah, it has gone too far, says Mary. He's losing work. He's a lovely man. People should stop talking about it. And he slammed down, Mary slammed down the phone. But people want to talk about it. We're, we're very busy. Frank and John and Eri uh, all want to talk on the phone. So does Dee. And who has sent us? Kevin has sent us a voice message. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. She's trying to change the world. She's trying to put her name in the history books forevermore. She's trying to get her 15 minutes of fame. It's a where I presume. It's all about, like, you know what I mean? Jumping at an opportunity to get noticed about something stupid. Like, it's a damn joke. If the lady has got some personal issues because she was offended, then she needs to go speak to a counsellor. Please mention that to the lady on the radio. Tell her the other lady needs to go see a damn counsellor if she's getting that upset about something so simple. I haven't even heard the joke. I don't even know what joke it is. I know it's a joke about taxis, but all I know is that whatever the damn thing is, whether it be cancer, whether it be dwarfism, whether it be the damn taxi drivers, it's a joke. It's a joke. That's very much the kind of comment that, say, 
Ricky Gervais would make about offence being taken. Offence is not given, offence is taken. To take offence is a choice. That's another look at that. Dee, what do you want to say? Good morning. Good morning, uh, PJ. Um, I just said I don't know the man. I've never been to any of his shows. I saw him on television one night. Yes. Didn't like his humour, so I turned over the channel. Yes. I mean, if we, if we were all to get upset about something he said, he'd have no work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously. I think she kind of went a little bit overboard. Like, if she's hurt by something he said, well, she's hurt by something he said, and, and, that, and yeah, that's her right. Yes, it is, of course. I mean, I'm not saying it's not her right. But why go all over social media? Yeah. That, that, that It was her personal, she was hurt by it. So why does she have to broadcast this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not fair. I mean, as I say, I don't like his humour. I don't know the man. Mm. If I saw him on the television, I'd change over the channel. Yeah, do you I watch mean, his talk seriously? show? No. <laughs> I might now after this. Yeah. It's a different side of him, to be honest. You're, you're, not, yeah, a, yeah. But you're not a fan. No, I'm not really. But, but I'd say, I mean, you've said there, no, have you ever watched his talk show? Because I've seen it is his talk show, i changed the channel. I see. So, so I might try and watch it next time and see. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, mean, it's totally different thought, to his stand-up, I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? I don't think, one, he shouldn't have apologised, and two, he shouldn't take the joke out. Well, he did bolt, actually. He apologised to her on the phone because he said, thank you, Dee, he said that as a middle-aged white man, he wasn't in a position to understand how she felt. And how others might feel. That's what he said to her. And so because he wasn't in a position to get it, he decided, well, look, I'll take it out of the show and I'm sorry that it offended you. That's what he seems, that's what he said to Emer O'Neill, according to her account, uh, when she went on the Clareborn radio show. Mike, morning. What do you want to say? How are you? All right, bye. No, why, why, is, why is everyone so delicate about things these days? Do you know, like I, I've been to Neil Delamere and come here, I was a target because I was a front row, front row, and I was a target for him. Yeah, because because of my my red beard and my my red hair and the size of me. What did what he did, What did he say to you? Well, I had to stand. I stood up in the crowd, and uh, he, he 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 really he went to town on me because I'm a farmer and everything. And, but like, look, it's all, look, if you want to go to a show like that, just prepare to be And Mike, did you feel uncomfortable when he was doing that? No. But I was, I was much, I was much shame as, as a streaker in a a football match. I, 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 I wouldn't give, I wouldn't care. Yes. But, But like, but the thing is, people are getting too soft. Yes. Yes. Like, like I grew up, look, I've been, look, I'm up on my side, did you, did you, I've been, been called ginger all my life. Carrot top the whole shebang. <laughs> yeah, and like it's I I've taken absolutely no notice, but people are getting so soft. Like you're you're, you're going to be afraid to say boo to someone now and they'll be like, oh, you know, you're insulting me. I've got I've got to my therapist. Do not across the thing. I have a therapist. Is that can I walk? A bit of sugar, I'm kind. You know, like it's just people are getting too soft. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know, have you, well, if if you were 
taken apart by Neil Delamere. I've never seen Neil live, but if you're taken apart by Neil Delamere, you need to stay out of the front three rows of Dara yeah, O'Brien. <laughs> my buddies put me there because they know I was going to be a target anyway. <laughs> and, you, you, and trust me, blind, you, you, you must be blind if you can miss, if you miss me, like because I trust me, I am. We have met, like we just, it's just, I am, a, I am a beacon. Oh, I am if a you beacon go, to, if you go to higher ground, like the airport has been formed, I know that. Oh, I know that. I come here. I come here. I have to give him two weeks notice when I go down because. <laughs> so I'm people, like, look, people can take a left these days. Like suck it up, buttercup. Oh, crikey! All right, Mike, leave it there. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I do see where you're coming from, though. John, morning. How are you, fella? What do you want to say? Well, look, um, if people get a ticket and they go to see the like Jimmy Carroll, Billy Connolly, and Tommy Tiernan, like. They know everything is up for grabs, right? Now, I personally won't go to see Jimmy Carr because he makes jokes about abortion. I won't go to see Billy Connolly because the disgrace that he carried on when he made the man uh, 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 Ken Begley in the rack that time when he was getting his head cut off. He made that part of his stage routine, which is absolutely appalling. I remember, time, that, I remember that controversy. That was yeah. savage. Like, he never apologised to the family to this day, right? Uh, so every time we see uh, Billy Connolly coming on, if I hear him on the radio, if I see him on TV, I switch the channel straight away. I won't even uh, really? look at him, the man. Oh, yeah, I won't even look at him. Like, And I was a huge fan of Billy Connolly. But after that, remark, I thought that was despicable to make a, put that part of his routine. Now, if you're going to see the like of Tommy Tierney, you know sometimes he improvises and he makes his up PJ as he goes along and he reads the audience, whatever. He might make a joke and then he might add to it and he might get a, a 10 minutes of the routine maybe out of something he said, you know, to go in a different direction. But I mean, if you go to a live show, look, if you don't like Robert said, just get up and walk out. But you paid your money and you don't know what's going to come. That's the, that's the point, right? And as a girl's are just outrage. Look, people are outraged and maybe th- th- this is just a, a way of venting their anger, no, PJ, because people are sick of it. No, the way undocumented people are allowed to come into this country. I hear it every single Don't day. Don't bring anything else into the, play, into, into no, the conversation. No, but no, unfortunately, John. it's kind of connected because oh. that's what the, people, the way people feel. So if this how how is me, it connected to Tommy Tiernan, John? Well, because it's the way people feel. I mean, like people are, are cancelling out uh, the lady, you know, that's, that um, complained about it. But, I mean, the reason people are, they're venting their anger in that direction, and that's the reason they're doing it. I hear it every day of the week. Okay. But the thing is, look, if you pay your money and you go to see Tommy... Well, Thielman, well hold on, oh, well, let's be fair. This line, this particular line, was in Tommy's show when I heard it at the Marquee last summer. And he's been, it's been in there for a while. It's got, you know, yeah. so, and there was, there was no outrage when I heard it last summer. Yeah, were you outraged by it? No! Yeah, well, just no. tell you what. So, I, I mean, well, you see, uh, but I'm not into. I'm not one of the people. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a person of color. Uh, Emer was was offended by that line, and know, she, she has a right to be offended by that. Of course, she has. Like the same as I have a right to be offended about what Billy Connolly said about Kim. Indeed, Bindi. you have. Indeed, right, you, indeed uh, you have. And if you take if you take offence, then then don't go anymore. I guess. John, thank you as always. Frank, how are you? You're on the radio. Morning, PJ. How are you? How are you, fella? Not too bad. I don't know. It's it's sounding to me like a setup. Tell me I more. Mean, yeah, I mean, personally, I never heard of this girl before this. She's an RTE presenter. She's done some some cover work on the Today Show. She writes children's books. She's she's from Bray actually, but she has a Nigerian heritage. Yeah, but she'll probably have her own show in the next week or two when Tommy won't like. But um, 
you know what you're getting when you go see Tommy Tiernan. If you're paying for a ticket, you you should know what to expect. Anything is there for the taking in Tommy. Now, the I point mean, that she's making in her latest interview was that when she put it to him, why it was offensive to her and why it hurt her, he said, okay, well, look, I'm a middle-aged white man. I don't know what it's like to be a person of colour. I'm never going to experience what you've experienced. So I'll take it out of the show, and I'm sorry that it hurt you. That was his attitude on the phone, I, yeah. according to her. Yeah, but she didn't mention that she got upset about the jokes about nuns. She laughed Which, at that, actually. She, she did. She laughed and found it hilarious. So is it okay to be offended about one thing? If that's the case, you might as well just cancel all comedy. Yeah. You know, because I, it's got to the stage now where you... you I mean, the Kerry Man jokes will, are probably gone. <laughs> I mean, we grew up in them, PJ. We did. You we know, did. are the Paddy Irish, Paddy English, Paddy... Do you, do you remember the, the great Neil Tobin had a joke uh, for every county in Ireland? Except Cavan, they couldn't afford it. <laughs> See, <laughs> now we're doing... Oh, they wouldn't pay for it. Now, <laughs> now we're doing it, Frank. Always good to talk. Thanks, mate. 0818 96 96 Hi, PJ. I think people are way too PC now. I've been to see Tommy in the past. He's great. I have a lisp. I've often been the butt of a joke at a comedy show. And it might make me a bit uncomfortable, but I just enjoy the show. Regardless, everyone has something. If we bow down to everyone with a problem, there'll be no place... A comedy which is very sad. Someone else saying that Emer is trying to get on RTE's, Emer O'Neill trying to get on RTE's gravy train and this is her way of getting on it. I think that's a little bit cruel, but it is what it is. Thank you for that. All comedians might as well quit, says Gary, if everybody gives out about some of their act. The world has gone mad. Where is free speech? It's only a joke. <laughs> and Mike would make a great life coach have a can of coke yeah actually let, let's remind ourselves again of what Ricky Gervais says about offence I have it because I went looking into it I don't like Ricky Gervais television uh, afterlife is okay I, I could never understand the attraction of the office I just don't like the guy's television stuff but in stand up I think he's great. And the reason I think he's great is because nothing is off the agenda. And when that was put to him, remember he was hosting one of the award shows. Was it the Globes or was it the Oscars? I can't remember which. It was the Globes. People took offence to things he was saying in his spiel at one of the at one of the shows. And of course the Americans are they're the best in the world for taking offence. They're far worse than we are for taking offence to things. Ricky Gervais was asked about that. That's the thing about offence, isn't it? When people yeah. say they're offended, it's not, just because you're offended, it doesn't mean you're right, you know? It's... Uh, uh, offence is about feelings, and feelings are personal. Some people are offended by equality. So what? You know, so you can't second-guess people. If you try and please everyone, you'll please no one. Mm. With comedy as well, you've got to, I think you've got to deal with taboos and contentious issues. You know, you can't legislate against stupidity, otherwise you'll be doing nothing. So <laughs> if you're saying anything... You, you should polarise. You should polarise because everyone's different. There you go. That's Ricky Gervais on people taking offence. Offence, and I don't think comedians, and I like comedy, I've watched comedy all my life. Um, I don't think comedians set out to give offence. I think offence is taken by some people to certain things. 
0818969696. We'll continue with this. Live free in 23. Listen and win. Oh my God! Yeah! A year to remember. Cut the cost of living for one loyal listener. With the ultimate live free grand prize. Win a holiday. Free fuel. Supermarket shopping. Computers and electrical. Concert tickets. Fashion and beauty. Free food. And a credit union account with cash. Spending money. Money. Listen to Casey and Ross in the morning and all day long. For your chance to text or WhatsApp in to win. To win. Live free in 23. With Cork Credit Unions. Here for you always. <laughs> Only on Cork's 96 FM. Join the conversation. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM. Kate, you'll be on next. Just a couple more to clear here. I don't, I don't, this is an email. I don't normally react these things or voice my opinions on these things but I think Tommy is Tommy anyone good to see him knows what they're getting and I think people are too easily offended in modern society with Emer's comment and correct me if I'm wrong but what I read initially she said not all South Africans are taxi drivers and she had a degree this implies to me you can't be intelligent if you're a taxi driver and was she being offended simply because she was being grouped with an occupation and a group of people Stroking her own ego is all she's doing. I think she needs to let it go. Tommy was around and will be around a lot longer than Emer O'Neill. Thanks, PJ. I love the show. Rock on. Tommy, there's a few people having a pop at Emer O'Neill here just before you do. Uh, where I'm going to stand on that is she's entitled to be offended. She's entitled to be hurt. She's entitled to speak about it, if she is. Uh, entitled to do all those things. Ricky Gervais might say it doesn't make her right, but it doesn't remove her entitlement to talk. Kate. Hi, PJ. How Hi. are you? What was I to say? I, I just wanted to say about Tommy Tiernan. I just, I'm 70-odd years old, and I love a joke. I love a good joke. We all do. And it, it, not to be offensive, but, I mean, if you go to a comedy show and you go to Tommy Tiernan, you, you, are know, you must know what to expect. And I have... There's no, you know, we couldn't pick all day with someone that said something that offended you. But if this kind of thing goes on, we'll have no comedy. Is that what they want? Do you know? Everyone must watch their words, watch what they say. Do you know it's gone? I, all, all the comedy all over the years. Do you know, the, the, the mother-in-law jokes. I'm a mother-in-law. Yeah. Do you know, like, the, you know, the wife jokes. We're all, you know, it's a pit of the jokes. But, like, fine, it's funny. It's humour. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what comedy is. It's humour. And for God's sake, relax and let him enjoy it and let him enjoy it. You know, every people love Tommy Tiernan. And some people might and they will find don't go to his show. Yes, you, know, you don't have to. Him. You don't have to like him and you don't have to go. Exactly, exactly. And so, look, Brendan O'Carroll, he came out with some great ones, you know, yeah. that, you know, you could name a load of them. And if, you know, I, ju- and I just love comedy. I just think it's, you know, you'll see for what it is. It's a, it's an hour, a half hour of fun and nothing else. And you come out and you forget it and you enjoy the next show you see. Yeah. You know, if if someone my- is offended by something that Tommy says and they have a conversation about it privately, that's okay too, isn't it? 
it is, of course. And, and I mean, look, he's gone and apologised. And I just think that should be the end of it. Forget it. Like, you know, you like we, as someone said there, we're all, we can all take offence at something. But does that mean the whole thing was shut down, you know? It's a fair point. Kate, thank you. 0818 96 96 96. And, and that is one point of view that, that is out there, that there's, there's not one of us will be stung by something. Not one of us. So, when, when, and a comedian might spend many months writing that 90-minute script or that two-hour script or that one-hour script, many, many months writing it, perfecting it, rewriting it, getting the timing right, getting the timing right to the point where you think they've gone off script and they haven't. That's the great skill of comedy. Billy Connolly, for me, the greatest comedian that ever trod aboard of a stage. At doing that, giving you the impression that he'd gone off script, he's gone nowhere off script. Others are great like that. But if you were to, do you have to go through the script now to see, well, I can't say that because that might, and I can't, you'd have a short script, I would imagine. Airy, morning. Hello, good morning. What's your thoughts on it, sir? Sorry, sorry. What is sorry? your thoughts on Tommy Tiernan? Uh, I, I, I've seen Tommy Tiernan before a few times, and uh, I can assure you, he usually uh, likes to do his job properly, because since he's a comedian, he likes to make jokes. And uh, as a comedian, he makes jokes about everything, everyone. He do- doesn't hate anyone. He just uh, do his job. Is uh, a is a comedian just like uh, an actor, like to play different roles for his movies. So um, I can tell he he, da- he does his work properly, and uh, he likes to make jokes about everyone. Like uh, it can be black people or Irish people <laughs> uh, against religion, uh, Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. So uh, I, I I don't I don't see why people get so touchy. Um, you're, you're Italian, yeah. aren't you, Ari? That's your. He's very good, I think. Anyway, he's very good at doing other accents. Yeah. Like if he did a, a joke in in an accent like yours, would it bother you? I I, I really don't mind. I, I mean, I, I will have a really really good laugh because he, he, I mean uh, he can talk about Italians in in the way he, he likes he likes better. I I won't feel offended by any way because I know he's a comedian and a, a really good comedian. You can uh, like or not his style because his style is pretty harsh, sharp, yeah. uh, caustic sometimes. Uh, you can like his style or not, yes. but you 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 are you haven't really to be offended because uh, this is his job basically. So I he will make jokes about Italians. And I will be pretty comfortable with it because I know there's stereotypes around us, as uh, around other people. Uh, there are stereotypes with uh, some religion or another one. So I, I know how to deal with cliches. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fine with me. It's so, fine. If, if, if he starts to tell a joke about Italians and what he sees as a, a characteristic of Italians, it doesn't bother you. It's a stereotype and... And and you you see it as part of of, of the joke. Eri, thank you for that. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. 
people moaning and saying, why did she have to broadcast it? And it's her own personal offence. Yeah. She put it on her own social media. This one isn't signed. She put it on her own social media, which she has every right to do. This other people then made the big deal for everyone to hear, and she gets wrongly blamed. It's a modern problem that the person who doesn't do anything wrong other than state their opinion gets blamed rather than the people who escalated and pretend that she's the one doing the escalating. It was a distasteful joke. She did what she had a right to do. If only people reacted to politicians the same way they do when blaming someone for taking offence, we might be a very a better... Con- That's a very thoughtful comment. So, Eamor O'Neill was offended by that particular joke. She post- posted it on her social media, which she is entirely entitled to do. It's her social media. And this comment is making the point that people took it up from there and made a campaign out of it. She didn't do anything she wasn't entitled to do, objecting to the joke on her social media. Others made it a thing. That's an interesting take. Another interesting take, Eber O'Neill, God help her, being an advocate for black taxi drivers, none of whom seem to be complaining themselves, none of whom seem to be offended. Yeah, well, you saw what happened subsequently. Free Now, the taxi app people, they had sponsored Tommy's latest television show, which is pre-recorded and in the can a long time ago. So the removal of the sponsorship doesn't cancel the show, but it takes, I think the, can, I think the sponsorship deal on Tommy's show is worth about €120,000. Euro. And they, they cancelled that sponsorship. Um, and the, as, again, as they're entitled to do, but it, it it didn't help his cause. Richard was on Cork safety alerts. Says reports of a breakdown on the N22 straight road before Inchigagan on the way into town. Take care on approach. There's another one that Kate raises. Uh, another story that's going around, and you'll have heard it in the news as well, and heard it in the ads. Irish water is changing its name and changing its brand. It'll be known here henceforth as Ishka Aaron, which is the same thing. I always thought it was known as Irish Water Stroke Ishka Aaron, but it seems the term Irish Water is being done away with, and it'll all be Ishka Aaron. And there'll be a lot of... You've no idea how much money it costs to rebrand something. Like if they're rebranding a government department, you know the way they move the cabinet duties around in between governments. Well, what happens is that it costs a fortune to rebrand the apartment. 0818 96 96 96. I'll come back to this after 10 because, like we said, we, we were kind of not opening this to the to the floor, wondering where it was going to go. And then we said, nah, you know what, to hell with it. We'll put it out there and see what listeners think. Bye, bye, bye. Do you want to talk about it? Something else you might want to talk about? And I mentioned it at the very top of the show, but let's just go through it briefly again. This is the new Consumer Sentiment Index. It's a very highly respected index of public sentiment, of how we feel. And the latest, they're doing this for 27 years, the latest finding or the latest survey of the credit union consumer sentiment seems to 
come up with the finding that we think, we being a collective we, we think that the worst of the economic crisis is over. That people seem to think that the worst of the cost of living crisis is behind us. Now, reading that as someone who had a 600 euro gas bill land last week, and thankfully, thankfully I can cover it, but I don't want another one after it. It's a strange sentiment. It's a strange sentiment. So do you think, there's a question to think about among yourselves. Do you think that the worst is over in terms of the cost of living? Back to this and plenty more after 10, including we will have a go, another go at living free in 23. The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96 FM. The Matter Foundation is asking people across Cork to challenge themselves by walking, jogging or running 100 miles this February. Get outdoors, get active and help raise vital funds to enhance cardiac care in the Matter Public Hospital. Get your 100 miles in a month t-shirt and miles chart to track your progress. Visit matterfoundation.ie to learn more and register today. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email the details to corkdiary at 96fm.ie. The Cork Diary. With corksimon.ie. Because everyone who calls Cork home should have one. The minds are live. Hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818 9696 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96FM. She took the piss out of me so much, I didn't have to go to the toilet all night. <laughs> Thank you. And at the end, she gave me a glass of champagne for being such a good sport. Thank you for that. 0818 96 96 96. As I said, we, we held off on, on throwing this one open to you uh, because we thought it might just fizzle out like a lot of these stories do. But it hasn't done. Uh, it continues to go on. And there's some terribly nasty stuff. And again, I, I don't want any of it here. But there's some terribly nasty stuff online responding to Imran O'Neill and to her right to be offended by the joke in, in Tommy's set, which is no longer in, in Tommy's set. And, and I t- he took it out following their conversation. And you know what? We all do that in our lives. They, we've all changed things that we say because someone said, well, actually, here's why you shouldn't say that. Like, there were things that I would have said on the radio 10 years ago that I wouldn't dream of saying now because I realised that I wasn't doing it very well and some of it was a little bit stupid and it could be hurtful to people so I don't do it anymore that's a learning process and everyone does it whether it's me whether it's Tommy Tiernan whoever we all learn those of us who are in the public eye and have an opportunity and platform to speak in public we all learn over a period of time that you know well certain things you just kind of you kind of don't go there Gavin, are you? Does it bother you that we're having this conversation on the program? Good morning. Oh, he's on the phone. Okay, Gavin, does it bother you that we're having this conversation? No, not at all. Okay, I think we're kind of like um, deflecting from Emer's experience. Like you have Italians on, you have people from Kerry, mostly white people, saying like a. And the boundaries of comedy and all this, like, it's nothing to do with that. Like, the core of this is racism. 
like you had um, Paul from Curry yesterday, the restaurant owner. I think like, can, can he not take the piss out of his friends from Calvin anymore? Um, he's a fat, middle-aged bald man. Like uh, when people take the mock him and stuff, he doesn't get offended. Like, like people in, from Calvin aren't harassed in the streets. Um, I don't know, middle-aged fat bald men weren't put in chains and taken from their homes and like you have to the historical context of like being black and how black people are being treated today. That's what it's about. Yeah. And like we we can all agree that like racism is bad and we need to stamp it out. And deflecting from that by like pointing the finger at um the boundaries of humor and what Tommy can and cannot say. It's it's not about that. It's about Emer's experience and we should be listening to more black people and like how they feel rather than having a load of white people on discussing Oh, the boundaries of humor. That's basically it. Like, yeah, yeah. I I don't think anybody was saying that she didn't have a right to find it offensive. And moreover, I wasn't, and neither would you. And none of us were obviously yeah. present at the conversation on the phone between herself and Tommy. And no, she yeah. seems to have been quite. Quite yeah, impressed yeah, by him. She hip-hop. accepted the apology. That's great. But I. But hold on, no, 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 no. It's, yeah, it, there's more I, to it than that. Yeah. There's more to it than that. She said that they had a very, very enlightening conversation, yeah. and she she found him genuinely understanding of her point of view, of her point of view, yeah. and he did say he was sorry. And he went on stage and took it out of the show and explained why he had taken out of the show, yeah. and that said he a, would learn. Said yeah, he would learn. From it. But that was a p- private conversation between two people. Like Tommy Taylor. Can I ask a further question, though, Gav? Yeah. Why did she then go? And I, I'd love to ask her myself, but she's not here. Why did she then go on the Claire Bourne show? Okay, because okay, it was a private conversation between the two of them, mm-hmm. and that was that was resolved. But then she's being bombarded with like racist comments, which online. is totally wrong. It is yeah. despicable. But, yeah, but despicable, Gavin. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let anybody say anything like yeah. that about her. But Tommy Tiernan has a huge platform in this country. And all she wants to do is for him to speak publicly, to con- condemn it totally. Yeah. And then the people who are attacking her might listen to Tommy then. Like. Well, that, where we were with this yesterday, and it, it spilled into today a big time, was I was kind of asking the question, well, if I was his press advisor or publicity yeah. advisor, would I be saying to him, Tommy, here's what you need to do. You need to pick up the phone to... I don't know, Claiborne or, or, or Tubbs or the, the Tonight Show on Virgin Media, pick up the show, pick up the phone to somebody and say, go on the show and say, okay, look, now, me, Emer and I have had a conversation. Yeah. I've made certain changes to the show as a result of that conversation. Now, please, lay off the woman. Like, does he need to do something like that, do you think? I'd probably be perfect. It's to invite Emer onto his own talk show. Like he's had well, that's pre-recorded, from, so we can't do that now. That's in the can since before but, Christmas. Yeah, but yeah, maybe like I have next an open season. invitation next for the season, future. Maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would almost bet you that she will be on the next season. I hope so. That they'll probably resolve the matter then, like you know. Because I've, I've, in, I've interviewed her, and uh, she's a most enjoyable interview. I think she'd make a fantastic television guest anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think Oz. Like as people, like we shouldn't say like how she should feel or what is offensive. Like it's, it's not up to us; it's up to her. Like so, agreed. We should just, agreed. But yeah. doesn't does, doesn't that kind of encompass every group? Like 
If you go to Tommy's show, no, no, no. I don't know if you've been to Tommy's show. No, it's nothing like, is spared. Nobody is exceptional. Spared. Like, like we cannot live their experience. So certain Correct. groups are exceptional. Like, so, so do know, we like, make a list of groups that you don't go at? No, maybe just listen to the individual and like their experience. Like, it's easy for Irish people to think, "Oh, we were treated badly in England and bloody bland." Oh, we were after the famine. That's very yeah. true. But all we have to do, within a generation, all we have to do is change your accent or our language, and then we we just into like black people can't change the color of their skin. So like, they are an exceptional group. Like, so we have to see it from their point of view, which is all impossible for white people. Like, where does your interest come in this, Kevin? I, I don't know. I just hate to see Ireland going in the direction that some countries are going. Like, it'll break my heart to see like the right wing get a hold in this country. And that, like, if we belittle, belittle this behaviour, it's just going to get out of hand. Like, just going, ah, it's just a joke. It's just this. It's just that. Like, that's where the problem lies, and it'll get bigger and bigger. Like so, yeah. I don't know. Stamp, stamp it out at the very start. Like so. Okay. 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 Yeah. Gav, thank you. Good contribution. Appreciate the call. 0818 96 96 96. And look, those of us who happen to be white don't have a right. I think, I think that's what Gavin is saying. We don't have a right to judge Emer's court. That's what Gavin seems to be saying. And we, he takes the piss out of everybody. Tommy does. But there are certain groups, this is, and that's, that, that's, let's develop it a little bit. Gavin believes that certain groups, people of colour being among them, are off of the agenda. So let's, let's, let's develop that if you want to. Do, do, do you think that certain groups, certain sectors of society, certain people, say people with a disability, or whatever you're choosing yourself. Should there be certain groups, sectors, communities who are off limits when it comes to comedy? 0818 96 96 96. There's loads and loads and loads and loads and loads. Um, let me get, I'm trying to find a new one. Yes, ah, poor old Tommy. He's got a heart of gold, really, though. We're all bound to say the wrong thing. And while I haven't heard the joke, I do think fair play to him for how he's dealt with it. It's like when, and this is a very recent example and one I followed. It's like when Lizzo had a word spaz in her song, Girls. And UK and Irish fans made her aware that it was an offensive term in this part of the world. The word spaz is offensive in this part of the world. She re-recorded the song re-released it and apologised because she didn't know that the word was connotated that way in this part of the world. So she re-recorded it and apologised. But people were still calling for her head. This is from Kaz, who says, we do need to be mindful of not using humour as a cover to continue oppression, but we also need to know where to draw the line with understanding something's just a joke. Taking Tommy as the person he seems to be, genuinely be, from his podcast and his shows and his other interviews, he genuinely seems to be a good egg and he has handled it honourably, in my opinion, says Kaz. 
And then Sean wants to know, do we have a figure for any taxi drivers who've rung in to complain? No, Sean, we don't. Emer hasn't escalated this. There's no name on this one, but it's a good point. Emer hasn't escalated this. The media reporting on it has, and she gets the blame. I think that's a dig at programs like this, continuing the conversation. But when we open a topic to the floor and it takes off, we'll, we'll go with that. They had a private conversation. She hasn't said anything since, but people are acting as if she's been going on about it, which is completely untrue. Punching down on the non-famous person as usual. Well, she has done more after that private conversation. And that, I think, is where it could have ended. This is my judgment as a journalist now. I'm not as a Tommy Tiernan fan, not as a comedy fan. As a journalist, my view is that if she had, and my professional view, if she had had the private conversation with Tommy Tiernan, and then just said, we've had a conversation, the matter's resolved between us, we'll leave it at that. This wouldn't be happening now. But she didn't. She went into Claire Bourne's show and continued the conversation. So the reason it's going on is because she has kept driving it on herself. She wants him to say something in public. That's fine. If she does, she does. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. But she's, she's, she's moved along herself, do you know? 0818 96 96 96. Pausing this one here, because it's taken up nearly an hour and a half of the show, to driving tests next. Question number 10. A Zorse is the offspring of what two animals? Is yep. a zebra and a horse? Final answer? Yeah. All right. The correct answer is a horse and a zebra. Yeah! I've just bagged 2,000 euro. Lads, I swear I nearly tempted to quit my job. <laughs> are we allowed to ask you what you do for a living now? Yeah, I work in the Central Statistics Office. The latest Dad, statistic so we happy. have on the show is you've taken it to 152,000 euro. Douche. Well, Thank now. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Stacking up the cash. 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 Like two grand a minute. Listen to play at 7.40 and 8.40 every day on Casey and Ross in the morning. <laughs> 96 FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Coach 96 FM. Still stuff coming in about Tommy. Um, we may or may not come back to it. It's paused for now, but just one last one. Someone said that he makes no jokes about Muslims in his show. Not true. Go and look up his television show when he interviewed Sheikh Umar Al-Qadri, um, who's been on this show with me before. <laughs> and he said to him, I hope you're not going to blow up on me. So, and the Sheikh, Sheikh Umar, actually laughed at that. So, no, nothing sacred with Tommy. 0818 96 96 96. To remind you of this email yesterday we got from Martin about his son. His son is 19, lives in West Cork and is going to college here in the city. He paid for 12 driving lessons last summer, wanted to get a test and get on the road in the autumn time. Figured he was doing everything right. He got contacted in November to be pushed back for a test date until the end of January, 24th January. 
So he logs in last Tuesday to see would he get his time and date, only to be told need to come back again in February. Then we'll give you a date. He's seven months now waiting for a driving test. It's six weeks in the city, according to Martin, and good luck to them. But surely be to God, somebody in the department should be able to do something for these young people. This issue is simply being accepted and it's appalling that nobody's being held responsible. Huge delays in the driving test in West Cork. Mick's contacted us from Middleton. Morning, Mick. Morning. How are we doing? What would you like to say about this? Uh, see, I have done this as in uh, the farming sector. You have to do a trailer test to tow a trailer behind. Mick, uh, is, your, is your phone behind a pillow or something? Could you get up closer to it maybe for a sec? No, no, just the way it is. No, it's just the, the reception here isn't great. Okay, okay, drive on. Um, but I done the trailer test in 2019, and I didn't realise that you only have a, a certain number of time to transfer us onto your licence. Yes. So when I went to transfer, when I went to renew my own driver's licence, I said, can I get my, tra- my trailer licence put on? to realise it has been outdated. It's gone outdated. Right. So that means now that I'm going to have to start and do my theory tests, my lessons, and my test all over again. To tow a trailer? To tow a trailer. But you have to do, the, yes, you have to do the lessons again? Yeah, I have to do the whole lot when I inquired into it. I have to do the whole lot all over again. The less, that seems a bit excessive. I can see you having to do the theory test again, but not the lessons. Yeah. Wow. But like, my point is, just because it's a four-wheel trailer, I need a license. But if someone has a caravan, because it only has two wheels, they don't need a license. That's true, actually, now that you mentioned, yeah. Or two-wheel trailers, you so, don't need an extra license for a two-wheel trailer. You don't need, yeah. And, like, a trailer can be way smaller than a, a caravan to tow. True, true. So, like, there's no level playing field with this, like, you think... With COVID, I went in to have it transferred the day I done the test, and they wouldn't do it simply because I didn't have a domestic bill and I didn't have my PPS letter number in writing. Yeah. Yeah. So much so, paperwork yeah. needed, like. So much paperwork. So, so you're in a situation now where your 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 regular driving license has expired. You'll be renewing that, I presume. Yeah, I, have renewed, I have that you renewed. Have that was last October. Right. That was renewed. And just when I went to have my trail license put onto it, they said it's gone outdated. No, I haven't. I haven't. I didn't actually realise that there was a time limit on it. Yeah. I said once I had my cert and I had my thing, I could put it on any time. Which would be a logical thing to think. Yeah. Wow. Like you think with COVID and everything that there'd be some bit of leniency, but they just said it's gone outdated and start the whole process again. Yeah. And and take the lessons again. That that to me is the most bizarre element of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a stupid rule. It's a stupid like from the point of view of if you have a two wheel trailer, you can drive where you like. Yes. But if you have a four wheel trailer, you're stu- you're snookered. You can't. You can go, but you want to be insurance. Someone on the phone here. I don't know whether it makes a difference. Have, have you thought of getting a horse box rather than a because they have two wheels. Is it heavy stuff? Them don't. Most of them have four wheels. It's most like it is a horse box I tow, and that they all have four wheels now. Oh, well. do they? Okay. 
they all have profiles now as well here. I see, I see. That's an interesting along with taking time, Along with time, taking time off work to do lessons, to do everything. You know, it's, it's a stupid rule, like. Yeah. Hang hang on a tick. Is it three on the horse boxes? Stay there for me, Mick. Three. Linda. Oh, yeah. Um, if he goes for to do a horse box license, he'll only have to... Um, he'll only have to... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Do the test on the horse box, not on it won't be judged on his driving or anything else. Yeah, but he says that most horse boxes now are four wheels. Um, yeah, so it, he, it's still going to stand for his trailer license. Okay, okay. Um, and like he, he's only going to have to. We just say he. Uh, there's a lot of places there that will do these tests, and sure, look if he's if he knows what he's doing with a trailer, he know how to reverse, you know, a box or whatever, like. And he'll yeah. have his license without having to go through all the protocol of a new driving license. Yeah, well, well, he got the new driving license, but it's the trailer license that he wanted to attach to it that he now has to go back and do all the flipping lessons again. And you know, yeah, that's what's that's bothering you most, Mick, is it? Yeah, well, it is. On time, like, it's time. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying, you see, with the horse box license, he won't have to do all that. Like, Grand, I know you have to, I think you have to do theory tests for the, the horse box now, but it's not going to interfere with your driving as in your car license, van license. It's only going to judge on, you know, and it would just, it'll bypass all, you know, you know. So there's a separate, there's a separate, I know nothing about this, there's a separate license then for a horse box, Linda, is there? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Would would that, would that be of use to make? You are pulling horse horse boxes. All I want is to get the trailer license. I see. Like, I've never been stopped. I see, I see, I see. Okay, hold on. Uh, Linda, thanks. Um, stay there again, Mick, because Brendan has a point yeah. to make. Brendan, morning. Morning, how are you, PJ? How are things? Good, you listen to Mick. I am. It's actually, the, the amount of axles on the trailer is technically irrelevant. It's actually the weights and the permissive weights of what you're allowed to tow. Because right. your standard car license allows you to tow up to a gross of three and a half tonne, is my understanding. 
right? So whether, yeah. the axle, whether the trailer has one axle or four axles is technically irrelevant seemingly at the moment. There was changes in it. The old one referred to the number of axles in the vehicle. That doesn't apply seemingly anymore, but it's down to weight. So, like, there's a huge anomaly in the shoes questions, fellas, towing with horse boxes at the weekend with two animals aside and saying, well, I'm grand, but they're technically over three and a half tons, so the license doesn't cover them anyway because they have to go up to the next grade. So, like, it, it's his situation where he's done the test and now he can't put it on the license on his license because the time is lapsed. Yeah. yeah, I would go with an appeal to the RSA and the whole lot at that stage because technically he has done it, he has passed it. That's yeah. actually a point, Mick. Have you have you considered that? You can go. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't done that actually. I haven't. That might be worth. Go back. Yeah. Go back and appeal it to the RSA. I mean, it doesn't make whatever right. about whatever about having to do a theory test again, having to do all of your. Lessons again just just doesn't make sense at all. But it's, but that's like yeah. saying that yeah, well, if your only license runs out for more than two years, you have to start again anyway. Yeah, but it so didn't, like, you see. Like he's probably in the same situation. You have so long to put the the trailer license onto it before it goes. Like, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't realize the R- there was a time frame on this. Yeah. Sure. Well, you must remember all that like, the RSA. Yeah. You must remember all that the RSA are law unto themselves. <laughs> well, they, 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 <laughs> <laughs> there's all of that too. So I, well, I'll, I, give you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one quick point, Peter, before I go. Without the landing R- me on the steps of the court, I no, please, no, 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 no. I won't. I won't. And I haven't done in the past, PJ. I'm not going to start now. Fair play, you haven't. No, go on, go on. The situation, like the RSA have the guarantee doing their dirty work on the side of the street and stopping you because you don't have an NCT or you don't have a license or whatever, right? Mm. And the only brief point, and if anybody in the RSA is listening this morning, they will know who they're, who they're listening to from my side of it because I've had this with probably four or five years with them. They would be best served to sort their own house before they get the rest of us and start hammering the rest of us. Right. I, I, I'm not even going to ask you to delve Sorry, into, into no, this. Because it's going on since September 2017, oh, and I'm waiting for a phone call from a staff member of the RSA since February 2018, and they must have lost my number. They must have lost your number. All right. Brendan, thank you. Linda, thank you. Thank you. And Mick, I think the best suggestion, Mick, is that you make the appeal to the RSA and see where it gets you. Yeah. Will sure, you, cons- sorry, will you yeah. consider that? Good man. All right. Come back to us and let you know let us know how it goes. Thank you. I hope it takes longer than Brendan's thank you. I hope it takes longer than Brendan's issue. Because he's been trying to deal with something he said since twenty eighteen. Just another story that we're kinda touching on. Not doing anything about it as such because it's I don't know. <laughs> I'd be half afraid after the reaction to Tommy Tiernan. Are people actually interested in Enoch Burke? He turned up, did Enoch Burke, at the school again this morning. So he's got no job there, but he turned up there again. And now in the last hour, it's just broken that the High Court has said if he continues to do that, he's going to be fined €700 a day. So they've told him basically, F off home and behave yourself. Oh, and purge your contempt of court, or we'll start fining you 700 quid a day. That's the latest from Enoch. He's just the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he? Cork loves the arts. We do too. That's why we bring you the Arts House. Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM. Hi, it's Elmarie. Join myself and Connor every Sunday morning to find out what's happening in the arts all over Cork. There's so much happening. Fantastic festivals with great events for all ages. And we'll tell you all about them. 
The Arts House. Sunday mornings, 8 to 10. With Griffin's Potatoes. Planted, picked and produced in Cork. Griffin's Potatoes. The great taste of home. Cork's 96 FM. Conversation. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. This is the Opinion Live with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM. Just on driving, Eugene says, and yes, I... I've been confirming this lately. If you take your test in an electric car or a hybrid, you're not allowed to drive a car with a regular gearbox. All electrics and all hybrids are automatics. And if you take your test in an electric or a hybrid, you can't drive then a stick shift car. That's, yeah. 0818 96 96 96. Thanks to Eugene for that. Now, something else entirely. Mary, your daughter showed you something on WhatsApp that, that you found very disturbing. Morning. Well, yes, um, there was a schools match. Okay. And as you know, at these matches or whatever, the schools have chants. You yes. know what I mean? Supporting their team and slagging the other team or whatever. Yes. But this particular one had, and now, I know it rhymes and that's probably why it is used, but I was, I thought it was completely inappropriate. You know, they said our school. I'm not going to mention no. any names. Don't mention our the sport, school. don't mention the venue, don't mention I the won't, school. I won't anything. Our school has the best defenders. Their school has sex offenders. Ouch. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, obviously... It's a school, but I suppose, PJ, what I found more disturbing was that there was also um, social media comments or whatever. Um, a parent with children practicing the chant. I don't know whether it was the night before or on the way to the match or Lord. when. Yeah, but the, the video is doing the rounds, by the way, I'm told, yeah. Yes, and outlining then as well that, um, or that, parent was obviously a past pupil and circulated this chant to their buddies or whatever with laughing emojis and saying the school principal or whoever what you know mm. in their time would be rolling in their grave yeah but obviously thought it was hilarious yeah and i didn't <laughs> well any of us you know, who ever went to a school match and I remember going to school matches when I was yeah. in Creech Tree Longo. There was always colourful uh, chants, shall we say. Always yes, colourful chants. But, yes. but this seems to take it to the next level. I just think it's, uh, well, I suppose in the current climate and with all that, you know, and with the emphasis now on teaching children appropriate and inappropriate comments and how, you know, politically correct, everything has got that... It's just, it's just kind of, a, I was just uneasy. I just didn't like it. I, I can see the, it rhymes and it, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's not against an individual and it's, you know what I mean? It's, but it's just inappropriate. And I just think that, you know, if these kind of behaviour and attitudes, and I suppose I was actually more disturbed at the behaviour of the parent than I was. By the yeah, child. the parent was almost teaching it to the child. Well, like, yeah, well, didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had a long conversation about how 
and they they were kind of saying, "Oh, mom, you you know, like I, you know, kind of that." Uh, like, what, what did your what over. did your daughter think of it? Well, she thought it was wrong enough to show me that kind of thing. She didn't think it was particularly funny. Yeah, she thought she didn't think it was funny, really. And I think she kind of, no, I might have overdone it a bit in my um, you know, how off just to show to emphasise to it. Don't ever kind of think that this is acceptable or. Yeah funny behaviour like kind of thing I, I know. probably a bit o- OTT on uh, on that front but I think you actually have to be to just reinforce to them because you know these people like they you know like mom like especially if they see parents saying it's acceptable like that my I was just about that my own children just because other parents like kind of thing you know to have been find it acceptable that Diane has been on the phone, Mary, to say that this is happening everywhere now and it's varied to suit the school and that sometimes... Oh, it is. It's a chant. That's what I mean. Sometimes they use names. You'd even hear, and I'm making names up here, John Daly is the best defender, Patrick Murphy is a sex offender, and they actually sing it from the stands. That's just... Yeah. I just think, yeah, this has to be kind of... I I think... you know, the schools, obviously, they're identifiable yeah. to a particular school, yeah. that kind of thing. And the school have responsibility when people yeah. are representing the school or, you know, identifiable as being from a school. But really, like, parents need to parents talk need to kids, you know yeah. what I mean? Who one one school that did like clamp kind of down in its own way was Christians yeah. up around the corner from us here. They, um, right. There was a song that used to get sung, an old Adele song, which they had, shall we say, not very tastefully rewritten. Yes, okay. But now, it, according to the rules of the school, if you're caught singing it at the match, you'll be thrown out right. of the ground. Um, and they were determined to do it. They were told you'll never be right. able to do it, but they've done it, it would seem. So if you right. if, well, if had a Christian... I mean, they're, they're kind of, that's a pretty simple... Um, Solution, but now, I can remember from, from again, my match like, going days at the same time. From my match yeah. going days, there were certain things that if you sang them in the in the stand, Brother Canisius would be up to tell you to copy yourself on, kind of thing. Do you know? Well, yeah, but you see that none of that can happen anymore. Like kind of thing, Brother Canisius or no Brother Canisius, like kind of thing. You know what I mean? They mm. just can't. The te- or the teachers don't and use they don't either don't want to or can't like kind of thing or use, you know. Kind, I suppose they're afraid to because, like, of all the varying things, if their child was singled out and the child next door was uh, actually yeah, singing yeah, it as well, and all that, like, you know what I mean? You've all that kind of stuff, but really, like, it has to come from home. Yes. And no matter what the school does, okay, if you're put out, but if you're singing it in the back of the car and your parent thinks it's funny, you know what I mean? Now That's we're a, getting to the, the, the nub of it, Mary. Thing, yeah. yeah. If if you hear your if you hear your son or your daughter singing a song like that, you should intervene and say, "Ah, uh-uh, not acceptable." Correct? Yeah, exactly. You know, start it there, like kind of thing, because I suppose the group mentality or group think kicks in in school, and everybody thinks it's all right. No, look, coming back to another discussion we're having on the program at the moment, the whole Tommy Tiernan issue. I mean, they'll say to you, and they will say, "Ma'am, it's a bit of a laugh. Give over." Is I don't know. I just think it develops a way of thinking and behaving about serious issues and trivialising them and like 
you know what I mean? God forbid anybody, you know what I mean, is at the wrong end of a sexual offence. You know what I mean? There is absolutely, your life is ruined. You know what I mean? It it just can't be trivial. I just don't think it can be trivial. I kind of think it's, you know what I mean? It's, It's just unthinkable, like kind of thing. And for, you know... I suppose, like, kind of think that if there's any way of trivialising that down the road, that in the back of your mind, well, other people are going to think this is a trivial thing. Yeah. Yeah. That can be sang about at matches or can be thrown about as if it was a, you know, it's not a phrase that should be used except in its correct and most serious context. Yeah. 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 Just because it creates confusion about actually what is a sexual offence if it yeah. is used other than that. And, you know, you. Yeah. anyway, it's just... No, 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 there's, there's also a practice that where, where a dads will talk to their youngsters and try to get them to call out their friends. Like a dad might say, look, listen, if you hear anyone sing it, for God's sake, just get them to stop. Get them to stop. Uh, you know... Yeah, and and trying to get the parents to advise the youngsters, particularly to to yeah. just have a word and say, look, that's a bit yeah. stupid. Really, you shouldn't be saying that. But it's a very well, yeah. As I said, it's a very really, hard thing to police, isn't it? My problem was with the parent. My real problem was with the parent with the kids singing in the back of the car. Had an ideal opportunity to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Kind of put it in their heads, even that it was yeah. not appropriate. I, I can imagine in my time, if I had started that in the back of the car, I'd have had a, a head would have <laughs> oh whipped around and said, God. "I don't want to hear that again." Yes, yes. Don't let and me hear you singing that again. Car, absolutely, you know what I mean. And and, or, or and, I and you wouldn't get an explanation either. I'd have been out out walking home and think about what I was saying <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the way home. So, you know, it's just, again, as I said, parental responsibility. You know, you are the first line of defence in relation to any inappropriate behaviour by your child. Yes. That's an interesting take on it, too. All right. We'll leave it there. See what people think. Mary, thank you. This chant is going around. Mary heard it among her own kids and their own schools. It seems to be applied across loads of schools. There's a video doing the rounds. The essential lyrics of which are we are the best defenders and the other school are sex offenders. But it can get personalised when they use individual names. It's going on for a while. There's video going around. In terms of schools in particular, Christians have got very tough if you start singing anything like that in the stands at a match, you'll be rounded up and escorted out, and that's fine. But a school like Christians has no control over what's said outside the stadium or what's sung outside the school. But it's a start. It's very strange, isn't it? Very strange. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Well, Kevin says it sounds really distasteful. I heard a lot worse. <laughs> Excuse me. I heard a lot worse over the years, says Kevin, but it still happens. One common thread is social media. It's given people now the idea of instant fame, instant gratification, and zero accountability. There you are. No accountability. 
for anything. 0818 96 96 96. Excuse me, frog in my throat. Need to do this. In 23, we'll cut the cost of living for one loyal listener with the ultimate live free grand prize on Cork's 96 FM. Win a holiday, free fuel, supermarket shopping, computers and electrical, concert tickets, fashion and beauty, free food, and a credit union account with cash. Spending money, money. Listen to Casey and Ross in the morning and all day long for your chance to text or WhatsApp in to win. Live free in 23. With Cork Credit Unions. Here for you always. <laughs> Only on Cork's 96 FM. Join the conversation. Call us now. 0818 96 This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM. You've got a couple of things to do before the news. I must give you some sad news this morning from the world of medicine. And I'm sure he's a man that many Cork families would have had experience with, particularly if you had a child with eye trouble. I speak of Professor Michael O'Keefe, a paediatric ophthalmologist and eye surgeon. I think he was a man that we had on the show at one point or another over the years. I also believe he was originally a Corkman, but his death has been announced. His passing has been announced. Uh, some people paying tribute to him this morning. A great teacher, mentor, supporter, and above all, one of the kindest and most generous giants of ophthalmology. Uh, his death announced. He was a great man. I di- I'm almost certain we spoke to him on the programme. I think it may have been in the context, do you remember, of the Connollys versus the St. James's um, debate with t- regard to the... National Children's Hospital, I believe that's where we, we may have spoken to Professor Michael O'Keefe. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Still a string of stuff coming in about Tommy Tiernan and Emer O'Neill. Uh, here's one. PJ, the issue I have with Emer being offended is she attended Tommy's show knowing full well what type of comedian he is and what his shows are like. I have no doubt Emer would have sat there and be happy out to hear Tommy poking fun at other ethnicities and other people in society. But as soon as the show knocked on her door, she was offended. I'm sick of this culture, this woke culture and the PC brigade. To be honest, I've never heard of her before and I think she's just pushing an agenda to promote herself, says Richie. Uh, Tommy made a statement after the private conversation too, uh, telling his side of it. He did actually, I, I forgot that. Emer then talked about her side. And if you listen to the Claire Bourne interview, the two accounts do do gel. But other people keep taking this further. The obsession with people thinking that they know celebrities is a weird occurrence. Tommy seems okay, but I don't know him. Defending celebrities because we think they are our friends is a wider topic, a wider problem. It's like toxic fandom. That's actually a very good point. If you're into somebody's work, if you like somebody's comedy, somebody's music, somebody's poetry, somebody's for their sporting ability, if you like them and follow them and are interested in what they do, that's fine. But you actually have no idea what they're like. I mean, if you like this program, I like to think I bring as much of my own personality to this program 
as I can. Because in order to do a successful radio program, you got to bring a certain amount of yourself to it. But there's parts of me that listeners to this show don't know and will never know. They're private. I mean, I'm sure I'm probably a very, I, probably a very different person off the radio than I am on it. Um, and there's elements to me that people will never know. But that's, that's what it is. That's an interesting take on that. Okay, yesterday we were talking to Andrew and this particular conversation has taken off. Um, we had a huge listenership to this and to the podcast uh, yesterday. We were, Andrew has motor neuron disease and it is advancing rapidly. Uh, so much so he was only diagnosed late 2022 and he is already in a wheelchair or using a wheelchair much of the time. His fear is that the next part that he will lose control of is his arms and he is very worried, very, very, very scared about the progress of this. He has a partner called Sian and Sian is in Laos and Sian is trying to get a visa to Ireland to, to spend the next few weeks or months with Andrew and maybe be there uh, when Andrew passes away because Andrew is fearful genuinely fearful that he might not see the end of 2023 and we had had an emotional interview on the show yesterday with me and we shared it Um, we passed everything on to Michal Martin's office now Michal Martin is in Lebanon at the moment we're told by his people that as soon as he's back they'll hand him everything and we also sent it to the Department of Justice where we hope it'll get to the ear of Minister Simon Harris and we were also contacted by Sinn Féin's Donegal by his office they heard Andrew's conversation yesterday and they're making some phone calls in the background to see if anything can be done there we appreciate that too we're going to stay on top of this particular story and news will come as we get it the minds are live Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96 FM. Yeah, just we had loads of messages like this about Andrew and seeing yesterday cars is just one of them that was an amazing call with Andrew just a, such a sad story I'm going to write personally to Michal Martin now to add my voice to those who want to get things done it's really important that stories like this are brought to air and that we as people expect our politicians to do the decent thing and as I say it's not one we're going to let go of we're going to stay in touch with Andrew and stay in touch with Michal Martin's people and stay in touch with Donica O'Leary's people because they contacted us yesterday about this and see where it goes from here 0818 96 96 96 now earlier in the week we were talking about a very distressing video and let's just say a suicide video that is about a year old uh, originated on TikTok, but it is going around on WhatsApp, it is going around on all the other platforms, and kids are seeing it. And we had a call from a mom whose daughter, or whose son rather, brought it home and showed it to him. They are showed it to her. They have a great relationship, and he felt comfortable bringing the video home and showing it 
to his mom, which is an incredible relationship to have with your son um, when he's only 14 or 15. She was very distressed uh, by it and she contacted Pieta to seek their advice and we spoke to her and we spoke to Pieta about what you might do if your kids come across a video uh, like this one. And we did get a lot of messages on the day from people who had heard of it, who hadn't seen it, or people who had actually seen it. We don't know where it originates from, but it came from TikTok and it's about a year old. Anyway, we then got a call from, well, a message from Lisa. Um, Now, Lisa's daughter died by suicide. And she spoke to me on the programme about it uh, last summer. But but here's the message that she said sent to us this week. She said, it needs to be talked about, PJ. I saw this in real life. You think it'll never happen to you. It could happen to anyone. I guess we're desensitised these days by certain things. Or we just look away rather than deal with it. I think people don't want to hear about it, although it happens every day. And in our health system, it's a war zone. I've written so many letters of complaint to the HSE. It's not fit for purpose. Maybe the ombudsman should get involved. I already wrote to them. Everybody should write to them. That's from Lisa, who was, I think, stressing it's so important that we talk about these videos that are going around and the reaction that people have to the videos that are going around. And it drew our mind to the conversation on the opinion line with Lisa, which was last June. Last June, we spoke to uh, Lisa about her own very tragic experience. She was out with her friends. I came home from work on Saturday and she was there with her best friend and they had like princess crowns on and you know the makeup was out of this world but they were wearing jeans like they were going to a party she said mm. and I was like geez you're not really dressed for a party she was like oh no I was just up in the house and you know so I said Grant see you later have a good night and that was it now at 17 she would have been 18 in the August so I was happy for her to have a drink, you know what I mean? I was fine with it. Yeah. I had recently found out she was smoking and I wasn't happy about that, you know, mm. but I was a smoker myself. So. Anyway, off she went and she came home and her eyes were kind of glassy and I was like, oh, you had a few drinks? And she was like, yeah. And then she goes, I'm going to bed. So I said, me too. She said, good night, mom, love you. And I said, good night. <laughs> And that was the last time I ever spoke to her. Okay. I'm sorry. I, oh, I know fine. I'm crying and it's difficult. It's but <laughs> so I woke up the next morning and I was putting her uniform on the rad. And my husband was making breakfast. Because we always had Sunday breakfast together. Yeah. And I went into her room. And I went up and I touched her and she was freezing. So I screamed for my husband and we rang 999 and I worked on her until the ambulance came and I knew she was dead because she was ice cold and the ambulance came and they took over and then the guards came 
And um, I, just, I was just waiting for them to tell me, what's, what's the next step? What do we do? So I have to say, like, the guards were fantastic. Yeah. Because they said straight out to me, Lisa, we have no training in this deck. I have a 17-year-old son myself, and I worry about him because he doesn't talk. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't worried about her. I don't know what happened. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I, d- I just couldn't believe it. So um, that's why I said when you were talking about the guards, they're the first response to a lot of things we don't kind of take into consideration. And they're not trained for it. Yeah. And God love them. They tell you, you know what I mean? And they were so compassionate and kind. Yeah. So um, then they come and they removed the body and they took her to the morgue. And the morgue rang me and they said, we're going to take good care of her. Right. Which I thought was lovely because, you know, and um, yeah, that was it really. The the day off and the, the following days and she was really popular she used to go to Nakadoon every summer and work with kids you know who, who needed help and yeah. she had a lot of friends but there was like five girls mainly yeah. and they were super people and did any of them have any inkling at all that something mightn't be right nobody. with her? No. nobody nobody no because if she didn't want you to know something, you wouldn't. Well, that, that's, being, to be that, honest, that's 17 for you, like. Yeah, and I respected her privacy as well too much, probably. I never took the phone off her and think, you know, I was always, I trusted her to tell me <laughs> if there was something. And she did tell me a lot, like, you know, she'd say, Mom, I'm having a drink. And I'd say, yeah, you're nearly 18 now, you know, I, I get it. These are going to happen. She was with the girls. I trusted them 100%. They had great parents and we all kind of knew the story. Mm. Now, that's, uh, I understand an upsetting uh, conversation to be replaying. The, the reason we are doing it is because Lisa was on to us again yesterday and just asking us to remind parents, talk, talk, talk to your children. Uh, one thing that any parenting expert, such as they are, will tell you is you need your kids to know or to be confident that there is nothing they can't bring home. Absolutely nothing. And that was the, the woman who started this conversation when she came to us about the the video that her son came to her with on his phone. Her name's got out of my head right now, but that was the conversation. I thought, what a fantastic relationship you have with your son that he comes to you with this. Uh, And that's the relationship we should all try to have with our teenagers. Um, But that's Lisa's message. Talk, talk, and then talk some more. And let them know there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that they can't come to you with. And if you've done that with your teenagers, you've done a good job. If you need to talk to someone at any time, you can contact Pieta. They have a 24-7 crisis helpline, which is 1-800-247-247. Or indeed, you can pick up the phone to the Samaritans, 116-123. That's also 
free. Go to your GP. You can call 999 if you think someone is in danger. Or just pick up the phone and talk to a friend. Just to talk to someone. 0818 96 96 96. The Cork Diary. On Cork's 96 FM. The Balancholic 5K Your Way group invites those living with and beyond cancer, their families, friends, and those working in cancer services to walk, jog, run, cheer, or volunteer at the Park Run Balancholic on Saturday morning, the 28th of January. If you're interested in taking part, the event is free and the group will be meeting just before the Park Run at 20 past 9 at the Regional Park Balancholic. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email the details to corkdiary at 96fm.ie. The Cork Diary. With corksimon.ie. Because everyone who calls Cork home should have one. Corks 96fm. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Corks 96fm. Thank you, DD says she listens to the opinion line because I always say it as it is and keep up the good work. I say it as I see it, D, and it gets me, trust me when I tell you, it gets me into more trouble than it's sometimes worth, but I ain't going to stop at this stage of my life. Thank you. 0818969696. Tracy was reminded of the story of Lisa's daughter, which we ran that interview in full last summer. I just played it again there to illustrate the importance, I guess, of communicating with your children. Tracy said it broke my heart last year when I heard it and it's breaking it again now God love her the poor woman said Tracy 0818 96 96 96 now the Premier League live team are taking a break this weekend and will be back with you online on the 4th of February powered by Talk Sport Trevor back with the team and all the action from the league Premier League including live games big match interviews all the best guests and much more Premier League live online back on February 4th with Harvey Norman, your home of the big screen. You can get it on the app or at 96fm.ie. You will have seen, or you might have seen, in the news or on the papers over the last few days, there is a shortage of blood. The blood bank is very short of blood, and they're calling on people to go and make donations. The, The last resort, I understand, for the blood bank is that they'd have to go and get stuff brought in from the UK. And generally... They have a few days' supply. I'm not too sure. They told me years ago how much they keep. But generally, they try to have a full 72 hours blood supply for the whole country. Um, It runs low. There is a last resort to go and get it from the UK, but they don't want to do that, obviously. Um, Don't want to have to do that. So they've reached out and asked people to come and give blood donations. Now, Stuart, yourself and your wife both wanted to go. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, um, we, as you said, we heard the appeal ourselves and we said, you know what, we have four young kids and we're always busy. But we said, you know what, we make the effort to make the time for it. So we went on to the online resource to just look for our local we're from Balling Yeah. And there was like Douglas in the evening time and stuff, which is grand, but we have your kids. So our next available spot we was Aero J Club right. on the 12th of February, which is a Sunday. So we said we, we'd book separate slots so we could both go individually so we don't need a babysitter. And I rang, was that my wife rang, I said, uh, the 1800 number on Monday and Tuesday, about four or five times each. Yeah. And it was just no answer. And it would come on after a minute or two, sorry, thanks for waiting. And then it would go on again. 
And I said, like, we have four young kids, so we don't have time. Like, it's not like we're ringing Electric Ireland or something. We don't have half an hour to run around. You were trying to so, book for the, the Air and Zone GA complex. Yeah. yeah. And and can yeah. you not just walk up there, no? Well, no, it says, well, we, we just set our light. I haven't done, I haven't donated blood in about 10 years. Last I time I donated blood was in one of the, the vans outside the AB in Ballincollig, where okay. you could just rock up and okay. get it done. So, but it says online, you have to book by appointment only on the 1800 number. Okay. And that's it. And I was saying to Emer that then I rang yesterday evening after five, we're outside the office hours, and you could leave a voicemail at that stage with your details and your contact number. Well, as I said, it was only last night, you know, so I wouldn't expect a phone call back this early. But as I said, it's just a lot for such a shortage of such a desperate situation. It's a lot of hassle just to get it done. Yeah. You were on hold and your wife was on hold for way too long. Way too long. It was just like I said, when we rang back at different times and different times of the day and it was the same situation. And I said, like, maybe a lot of shortage is due to this that people just don't, can't get through. Yeah. And with four small kids, you, you've got to... You've got to work oh. it. We had to work it. Is it like like at a Douglas in the evening time, and I think it's at Rochestown Park in the evening time. Yeah, and that just wouldn't suit. Like like I said, Sunday is perfect for us. Yes, but like we can't even get through to someone to book a slot. Even if you wanted to book Rochestown, you still can't get through. It's the same eight hundred number for all the facilities, so we just can't get physically get through. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I I did think that the. Mobile clinics like the GA halls, they, they used to be just yeah. walk up. Yeah. But obviously, that's just a part. It started with COVID, these individual bookings. So. Yeah. Yeah. The vans yeah, were great. I, I remember the vans. The vans were, were great. They were parked in the town. You could just rock up and yeah. give blood. And you said, like, as you said, people were just walking in, even on the lunch break, they could just go up and just get it done and they'd just do their bit. And as you said, the like, passion trade and just people weren't. It's just gone so hard now to give blood. Yes. I see that maybe that's what's turning people off from giving blood. Maybe that's why the short, there's such a shortage. Yeah. Disappoint, disappointing experience. Thank you, Stuart. Himself and his wife, Fiona, they saw the clinic coming up in their locality on the Sunday at the Erndog GA. And they used to be walk ups, but now you have to book. And they tried and they tried and they tried and they tried to book on the phone. And they couldn't get through. Um, anyone else trying to book a blood donation slot at the moment? I know you can go to Finbar's. Is Finbar's still open mostly all day? They're, and they're running ads for people looking looking for people to come and, and give blood donations. They, they need blood. They're very short of blood. But sure, what's the point of ads? And what's the point of appeals? And what's the point of doing interviews on national radio, which is where I heard it, um, if people can't get through on the phone? It's kind of pointless, isn't it? They're very short. They were saying, I heard an interview the other day on some national radio program or other, where they had someone on saying, we, our, our, our fallback is bringing in from the UK. They haven't had to do that in a very long time. The UK also has a shortage at the moment as well, which doesn't help. But t- talking about your shortage, going on national radio, having ads, if no one's answering the phone, what's the point? Has anybody else had that experience? Throw us a text in there at 83 Have you had? Have you had that experience? Or a WhatsApp voice note? 
at 0833969696. You're going to be using your WhatsApp as well right now, or your text right now, because we're going to do it. We hadn't much luck yesterday. We couldn't seem to get a qualifier on the programme yesterday. We're going to have another go today. Live free in 23 with Cork Credit Unions. The final is Monday morning, the 30th, with Casey and Ross. But your chance to get in on it now, price, the, the, the prize vault is just enormous. There's a €2,000 holiday in there. There's a golden tickets that'll get you to every gig at the marquee. 500 quid or to takeaways. It's all live free in 23 with Cork Credit Unions. Here for you always, only on Cork's 96 FM. Looking for a qualifier now. Live free in 23. Oh my God! With Cork Credit Unions. Here for you always. Spending money. Money. Cork's 96 FM. Okay. Not leaving here today without a qualifier. Let's get a phone line first. There we go. Right, I have a number in front of me. Let's go. Remember, don't say hello. Answer your phone properly. Do, four, do, do, do. Now, don't say hello. It's ringing, it's ringing. Don't say hello. Answer your phone. Don't say hello. Yes, Claire. I love you. You made my day. You answered the damn phone. You're after making my day. <laughs> All right, you answered it properly, Claire Corrigan. Where are you, Claire? Um. Well, I'm just on the road there now. I'm at work, so I have you on Bluetooth. Very good. And where's work? Um, I'm a community nurse. Oh, very good. So, very good. And where are yeah. you from? Uh, Middleton. Middleton, okay. Well, I yeah. won't keep you too long from your very valuable work as a community nurse. But except to ask you, if you were to win on Monday morning with Casey and Ross, what would you do with the... Where would you go on holidays? Oh, my God. I don't know. We're getting married in August, so it'll have to go towards the honeymoon, Twould, I'd say. would put oh, a handy couple amazing. of bob towards that, yeah. What's, what's, what's the other half's name? Gavin. Gavin, all right. Thousand yeah. euro worth of fuel for the for the house. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? Going into next Absolutely, week. Absolutely, yeah. Everything. We just. Oh Th- my God, thousand, euro, thousand euro on the fashion. I suppose you might be able to go and put that towards the old wedding dress, would you? Oh, well, I have that. We could definitely go towards something else anyway. Well, you've 500 euro worth of hair and beauty in there. Brilliant, yeah. You'd be well sorted, like. I mean, but you, I you'd, know. you'd have the wedding of the century with this. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm yeah, so glad you. I'm so glad that you you picked up the phone, and, and I'm answered. Glad you the, rang me because <laughs> <laughs> we had trouble yesterday. Lots of people were engaged. I heard. No, I, I, know, know, I, I know. I only just got into the car when you when you said like the cute text. I was like, oh my god, better right. text in before I take off. So. All right. Well, Nurse Claire, you get back to your very very busy job. I'll put you back on to lads just for a minute in case you need any more information. Claire Corrigan, our latest qualifier on Live Free in. 23. Join the conversation. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. This is the Opinion Live with PJ Coogan. Now there's a campaign mounting on the Wild Atlantic Way, along the Wild Atlantic Way, of course, which starts in Kinsale and runs right down the coast, all the way up the coast to County Donegal. There is a campaign against the development 
of wind farms. Critics of the development say that they'll effectively want to turn the entire Atlantic Way into a wind farm running all the way down to Mizzen. Uh, one of the people organising this campaign is Gwen. Gwen, good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Wind farms, we're told, and wind-produced electricity, we're told, is the way to a sustainable future. So do we not need wind farms all over the country? Um, we need renewable energy, for sure, and, and wind farms are a part of, of that package, I guess you could say, but they're not the only way of generating renewable energy. Um, they don't have to be positioned all on land. They can be positioned offshore. So there are many options for wind farms. Mm. I think also at the moment, um, as it stands, I believe wind farms are already in Ireland generating a very large majority of our electricity. And we don't necessarily need all the wind farm proposals that are being put forward at the moment. So, so what, what, is being proposed? what is being proposed along the well, I'm, way? You know, um, I'm, I live near Ballydehob um, and I'm, I'm a member of a group of about 30 people that are very concerned about a particular wind farm which is being proposed at the moment um, on a townland that is between Ballydehob and, and Bantry. Um, I'd, if people read the news and are interested in wind farms, you know, they'll see that there are regular features in the media about wind farms in County Cork and in County Kerry and in other parts of the country. So, you know, there's a number of applications that are going forward at, at the moment in various parts of the country. I'm, I'm part of a group, you know, concerned about one particular wind farm. There was one controversial plan for down around the Gugon Barra area. I think that has been, that has been kicked to touch so, Absolutely, yes, it has. Yes, that was that that went that was actually turned down by Cork County Council. The developers then put in an appeal. Um, there's been quite a lot of kind of yes legal processes around that, but it has now finally been put to bed. Thank goodness. Yep. There were thousands of of signatures gathered <laughs> against against that one. And your area, so you're in Ballydehab. So I, I know Ballydehab. Obviously, if I was driving through Ballydehab, would I see? Or would I potentially be seeing these windmills? Like how close to Ballydehab, how close to Doris would they be? So um, the, the proposed site is about six kilometres north of Ballydehob. It's very much between Ballydehob and, and Bantry. There is already one wind farm um, in that, that area called Ballybane or Glanter Commons Wind Farm that has 21 wind turbines. This new proposal is one kilometre away from that existing development um, and it's for wind turbines that are 150 metres high. I mean, these are these are very tall wind turbines, and that's 50 metres higher than the existing ones. Um, and the tips of the blades of these new turbines would be higher than Mount Gabriel. So that gives, if you know the area, that gives you a sense of the scale of what is being proposed. That's a very interesting comparison, Gwen, because I know Mount Gabriel very well. So, mm-hmm. to, so are you saying to me that if I was looking across the top of Mount Gabriel, I'd actually see one of these windmills poking out as it goes around above the mountain? Absolutely. These windmills will be visible from a radius of 20 kilometres around the site. So in Glengariff, you could see them. Um, in Durris, you will definitely see, see them. In Kilcrahan, you could maybe see them. I think they are, they're going to be visible from a 20 kilometre radius. Now... As an observer, 
and purely as an observer, I remember being on holidays in Northern Ireland in 2020 and 2021, where there are a lot of wind farms up there. And mm-hmm. I have to say, Gwen, just driving now, I wasn't living there, around, but just dri- I thought they were kind of pretty in places. You wouldn't agree? Mm-hmm. Um, some people believe they have a certain charm and from a certain distance they might look pretty. Um but there's a, a lot, it, the visual impact of them is not the only thing. There are things that are potentially much more harmful um, well, and more what significant would they be? than the, the visual harmful? impact. What are the harmful um, things? I'll just, I'll list, you know, list some of them. So the site that is being proposed is Blanket Bog. That's a type of peatland. Yeah. Um, and Blanket Bog is absolutely vital in harnessing carbon emissions. It holds carbon. As soon as you dig into um, blanket bog, you release that carbon and you stop that blanket bog from being able to absorb more carbon. So in our fight to create a more sustainable environment, digging into blanket bog is an absolute no-no. So that's one of the issues. Okay. Um, The the other issue around wind turbines um, that is, you know, well-documented in the media is the noise and shadow flicker, which is very harmful for some people. Divide so that people into two at, now. Noise, mm-hmm. I, I understand that if you stand, I've, and I have stood somewhat close to them, but ironically it was a very, this was uh, in another country, it was a very windy day. Mm-hmm. So all mm-hmm. I could hear was the, was the wind ringing in my ears. But mm-hmm. there is a noise from them, as I understand. But what is shadow flicker? So shadow. So on a sunny day, or on a day where there is some sun, as the blades turn, it, it's the, the the sunlight casts a shadow. Yes. So you can imagine the blade. It's a bit like a stroboscope. Stroboscope, I guess you could say. Um, so for certain people living in a certain you know angle, and over the course of the day, that angle will change. The homes in which people live will have this kind of stroboscope effect, and there are people in the locality who are suffering from this from the existing wind farm it can cause all sorts of disturbances for some people so it is it is harmful you have a shadow yeah. on a sunny day you could have a shadow constantly passing through your garden or passing through your living room based on the way absolutely. the sun is shining and absolutely yep the uh, one of the other um, negative impacts of of wind farms of course is the impact on on wildlife and the biodiversity of the area Birds are known to be harmed by um, the, the, the the turbine blades and the noise has an impact on all sorts of wildlife. Again, the digging up of the blanket bog is going to disturb all sorts of yeah. um, flora and fauna. We have a very rare butterfly, a protected species of butterfly in this area. There are hares, there are rare newts, there are hen harriers. I mean, there's a huge abundance of wildlife yeah. that will be affected by this, this wind farm. It's an interesting one that you come back to the bog thing, because the mm-hmm. bogs and the way they hold carbon, that's a whole talking point at national level now with turf and where we need to stop Cut mm-hmm. the turf and all of that. That's the discussion. So, but you would literally have to be digging up a bog and filling it with concrete to sit these things on it. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. And you know, I'm 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 beginning to to learn much more about wind turbines since being involved in this this campaign. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a technical expert, but I have heard that you know each turbine. Um, whole um, foundation requires 60 to 70 lorry loads of concrete. And that's before you even think about all the roads which need to be developed to get 
the, the turbine blades and parts there and, you know, the hard standing that is needed. So, you know, it's a massive concrete, um, massive load of concrete that's, that's going to be needed. Yeah, I remember coming across a truck, again, not here now, it was um, last year on my holidays, I came across a truck that was carrying just one blade. Mm. <laughs> At some transport operation. It is. That, that for, for this particular development, they're going to have to widen two junctions to get the blades to the site. They're going to have to widen um, the junction in Ballydahob where the N71 turns up towards Bantry, and they're going to have to widen another junction off the N71 um, onto a very, very, what is currently a very, very narrow track to get the blades to the site. And the widening of that junction is going to require the destruction of rock outcrop, which one is not, you know, which is going to change the nature of that landscape. And again, all of this work changes the drainage for water. You know, it will have a, a major impact um, environmentally. So the plan is to well, develop a Facebook page and a petition against them and hopefully build a website. When, when are they likely to start constructing these windmills, Gwen, if it's to go ahead? Um, so um, the, the planning application was submitted um, on the 23rd of December. It has just now been validated by Cork County Council. Uh, submissions or, or observations, as they're called, can be submitted by the public members of the public and, and companies and wildlife organisations and you know that kind of thing up until the 7th of, of 7th of February. Right. And a decision will be taken by Court County Council on the 27th of February. Okay. Um, we, that um, Court County Council might decide that further information is needed from the developers before they can make a full assessment, that, that kind of thing. So it's, it's early days in terms of the permission process, I guess you could say. But certainly for um, the public and, and organisations that are concerned about this development, submissions need to be made by the 7th of February. Um, we have um, just launched our website, actually, so that is, that is um, online now. There is a change.org petition and there is a Facebook page and a Twitter account. So we're trying to cover all bases, really. Okay. Gwen, if people are interested in this, they can certainly follow it. Uh, the mm-hmm. website, what's the, it's the change.org and how will you find the petition within it? Okay, so our, our campaign is called Keep Shronagree Turbine Free. Shronagree is, is a name of one of the townlands on which this um, development is, is proposed. Okay. So shall I spell Shronagree? Is that Is that it S-H-R-O-N-A-G-R-E-E? Would that be it? Correct. Yes, that's the one. Yep. So Keep Schroenagree Turbine Free is the name of the campaign. If you Google that, then um, our website should come up. But the the actual website address is schroenagree.ie to keep things simple. Okay. We'll follow this one. As you say, the planning documents went in on the 23rd December. The application has now been acknowledged and is live. Decision to Mm -hmm. be made at the end of February, correct? Correct, yes, okay. the 27th. And the yes. closing date for submissions is the 7th. Correct, yes. Okay. So less than 10, kind of about 10 days now. Okay. Well, we followed the Gugon Barrow one um, when it started, and we'll follow this one. So maybe we'll talk fantastic. again closer to time. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for talking with me. Cheers. Thank you, Gwen. 0818 96 96 96. If you're interested in that, want to have a look at it, maybe, maybe you have an objection, maybe. You think that's progress, so we need to do it? 
we are being told that we have to take more power from the wind and more power from the water to keep our energy production sustainable. And wind energy is uh, laughingly supposed to be free. Uh, ie S-H-R-O-N agree. S-H-R-O-N agree. Shrone agree. Keep it turbine free. 0818 96 96 96. You may have a completely different view. And we'd be interested in, in hearing it. A couple of stories in the news. TDs now. Did you see where TDs are? Some of them may get up to €5,000 on to the top of their salary to for danger money, really, after a spate of things. And look, we were talking to Holly Cairns the other morning about what she's been through. And we know that and Rabbit story, and there are many other stories. But now it looks as if some TDs might get, or at least be looking for, five grand to top up their security and their safety. Tom says the TDs want an extra five grand for the danger they're in. Where does that leave guards, army, and hospital staff who are also in danger every day? It's a very dangerous job being very dangerous job being a guard these days that poor man in Dublin against before the courts so can't say a whole lot but that poor guard in Dublin who had fingers destroyed the other day in an alleged biting incident wouldn't he be entitled to a few quid to protect himself 0818 96 96 96 triathlons it seems to me these days every second person seems to be involved in triathlons now, my idea of a triathlon is climbing the stairs three times, up, down and up again. But, Danny, it's popular. Morning. Hi, PJ. How you doing? Good. You started yourself. How many triathlons have you done now? I, I actually did two of them last summer. I've, I've been uh, doing, well, I joined the Cork Triathlon Club a year and a half ago. And then last summer I actually did one in Kinsale and another one in Cove as well. What's the attraction? Um, uh, well, I guess it kind of like it's a great way to get some exercise in. So, like, if you've kind of got a New Year's resolution to get some exercise in and keep it up, then it's a really good way to do that. But also, it's a great way to make friends as well. Now, there's um, getting some exercise in, Danny, and <laughs> and there's swimming. What is it? Swimming a mile, cycling. 20 miles and running a marathon. There's, that's well, so more there's than just getting a bit of exercise in. Well. Like. <laughs> there's different distances as well. Is there? So, yeah, so like the ones I did were a lot shorter than that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go quite that far, but ultimately, yeah. So like you, you can start with a shorter distance triathlon where it's just still the combination of those three events, swimming, cycling and running. Um, but then it goes all the way up to the kind of uh, long-distance triathlons, which would, as you said, kind of include, for example, a whole marathon. But, um, like, so with with the club, um, we've got about 250 members, which makes us one of the biggest clubs in the country. And with that, there's all abilities in there. So you have people who are complete beginners right up to the level of kind of national champions. And actually, like, the the, the guy who won the award for... Uh, best triathlete in the country was actually from Cork Triathlon Club last year. 
Okay, okay. You did the one called the Jailbreak Triathlon. Yeah. So, yeah, so that starts out on Spike Island, uh, just in Cove Harbour. Yeah. And then, so that, that one, you, you swim from Spike Island to the mainland, and then you cycle and run away. Um, and it, it's it's a distance of what's called an Olympic distance triathlon. So it, it's the distance that they do in the Olympics for a triathlon. Um, and... It, I guess it takes about kind of like two to three hours, something in that region. So it, it's not the entire day. It's not a super long triathlon, but yeah. it's just so exciting to start on a prison island and swim to yeah, freedom. Yeah, that's a handy swim. It, it, it's a tough one, yeah. Like, it, like, you'd want to train for it, definitely, and I guess that's what the Court Triathlon Club is there for. Excellent. So the, and how long is that cycle then when you... Uh, 40 kilometres. 40, and, and then the run would be what? 10 kilometres. 10 kilometres. Yeah. And what, what yeah. would your... Now, you started during lockdown uh, to do the... Yeah. What, would, what would your time have been on that then? I actually don't even remember, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the, the swim was my fastest bit. And, like, so the swim was about a mile and then the swim was maybe about half an hour, that's, thereabouts. That's good going, yeah. lad. That's good going in the open and water. The, yeah, exactly. And it, like, it's something that you wouldn't often get to do because there is a shipping lane running through there as yes. well. So it's yeah. kind of a bit of a novelty. And, and the, currents, to are, the currents are kind of difficult as well, aren't they? They can be, yeah, exactly. And so that, that's that's why you need to train for it. And I guess kind of like that's what the club is there for. Um, and so, yeah, with the triathlon club, I, I guess the reason why I'm on is that we have an open night tomorrow evening yeah. in the Clayton Hotel on Laps Key at half seven. And that's open to anyone who wants to come along. Okay, okay. And it's just, and you don't, do, like, you, do you have to be an extraordinarily fit person to even start this? Absolutely not. No, not at all. I, like, so I, I guess kind of like we take people right from the very start, kind of beginner level, all the way up. And, like, there'd be a lot of people who kind of would be building up their fitness at the start all the way to the top. And there's a lot of people who just kind of want to do it to maintain their fitness as well. Like when I first joined, I just wanted it as a way of maintaining my fitness. And then I kind of got a bit of a competitive bulk. And yeah. and then now I, I kind of want to go bigger and, and better. But um, but like, it, it's yeah, it is for, it's for all abilities. Did, 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 did you do it to try and drop the COVID stone originally, did you? <laughs> Coming out of COVID, I just wanted to do anything that was outside of the house, really, to be honest. Um, and this was a great way to kind of get to meet people after COVID as well. Okay. Okay, Friday 27th, that's tomorrow night, 7.30 at the Clayton Hotel. The one in town, I take it, Denny? It is, yeah. Clayton Hotel on Lapsky, exactly. Okay. Clayton Hotel on Lapsky, and the one in town tomorrow night, half seven, Friday 27th, January, meeting, if you're interested, of Cork Triathlon Club. There's a breaking news story. This is so tragic. Uh, we're hearing uh, the Southern Star is reporting, Gardaí have confirmed to that newspaper that a toddler has died in Skibbereen in what's believed to be a tragic choking incident. It happened shortly after 9 o'clock last night at a house in Skibbereen. It's believed that the little boy, who was two, got into difficulty while eating at his house, his home, which is an estate 
in the town. That's such a tragic story. More on that I expect during the news. Coming up tomorrow, we're contacted by a young Cork mom who's very upset because her five-year-old daughter has been fat-shamed. This was up earlier in the week. Uh, fat-shaming and how some people look upon Operation Transformation as a kind of public fat-shaming. But in, it was in the back of that conversation that we got to uh, a message from a young mom who was very upset because her five-year-old was fat-shamed at school. That is on tomorrow. Well, that's it for today. Programme edited by Emer O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you for taking part in the conversation in whatever way that you did. And we'll see you tomorrow just after nine. Cork's 96FM loves Irish music. As part of Irish Music Month this March on independent radio across Ireland, we want you to take part in our local hero talent surge. If you're in a band or solo artist, you could be featured live on Cork's 96FM. It's your chance to win an overall €10,000 prize fund. Get your record released and have your music played on 25 independent radio stations across Ireland. For full details, see 96FM.ie. Irish Music Month. This March, proudly supported by Hot Press, IBI and the BAI Sound and Vision Fund on Cork's 96FM.